City Quick Connect podcast is brought to you by the Municipal Association of South Carolina. Hey everyone, this is Russell Cox, editor of the Municipal Association of South Carolina's Uptown Publications. Today I am talking to John Rogers. John is the Deputy City Administrator for the City of Conway. John, welcome. Thank you. We are going to be talking about uh, the playground revitalization project that won the City of Conway, one of the Municipal Association's Achievement Awards in 2021. And this goes back to the significant flooding that Conway experienced following Hurricane Florence in 2018, where among all the things that were damaged to the, the playgrounds, were damaged in some locations, and so the city, as I understand, decided to reinvent some of these playgrounds in a way that provided better accessibility, made them more resilient. So to begin this discussion, John, can you talk about the state of the playgrounds as they existed before Hurricane Florence and how all that flooding entered into the decisions to rebuild them in the way they've been rebuilt. Yeah, we we had typical municipal playgrounds uh, before Hurricane Florence at Sherwood Park, uh, which is a smaller community park, and at Riverfront Park, which is kind of the jewel of our downtown. So even before the hurricanes, we had been kind of deciding in Conway that if we were going to do things, we were going to do it right, and we were going to, you know, we consider Conway a special place, and things we do need to reflect that. So after the hurricane came, we uh, basically, through insurance and FEMA, uh, were left with a certain amount of money to rebuild our playgrounds. And I believe through FEMA, we were given basically $29,000, something like that, for Riverfront Playground, and we didn't want to build back something there that looks like a $29,000 playground, and you couldn't even really these days. That playground that was there was 20 years old. So with the two parks, we started looking at what we can do to be better, and we decided we wanted to, if you know, if Riverfront Park is the central part of our town, everything there needs to look like it belongs in the central part of our town. Uh, and the other thing we had to consider with both of the playgrounds was, you know, we can't lift a playground 20 feet in the air to be above the floodwaters. The, if you were standing at Riverfront Playground in the middle of the flood and you're six feet tall, you would have had another four feet of water over your head. So mm-hmm. just lifting them out of the water is not even remotely in the realm of possibilities. So... We created RFPs for both these playgrounds, requests for proposals for both these playgrounds that told the bidders that we didn't just want to go bigger and better. We wanted to go flood-resistant or flood-proof. So uh, the playgrounds before were kind of an injection-molded plastic that is hollow. And what happened during the flood is that through little cracks that formed over the years, they filled with water. That water is almost impossible to get out. And it certainly is not possible to open them up and play with them. We had an inspector deem both playgrounds a total loss and beyond what could be cleaned. So uh, 
we, you know, where there was a hollow plastic slide before at Sherwood Park, there's now a metal slide. And unlike the ones that we may have known as kids that will burn you half to death, this, this is coated with material. I remember that, those very well. Uh, yeah, yeah, those are those are evil slides, <laughs> but this is coated with material that keeps them uh, cooler. And all playground equipment, if it's 100 degrees, gets pretty much too hot to use. But uh, this, for most of the time, the those portions of the playground are usable. So we did that. We used different materials. We used solid plastics. We used metals. And the other thing is uh, the parts that are more prone to damage in a flood are removable. Our, we had a flood uh, earlier this year, actually, and our staff was able to secure Riverfront Playground uh, in a couple of hours, uh, whereas before it was just playground equipment that was stuck in place forever. So uh, we weren't really able to protect it at all. So we have these playgrounds that, and Riverfront Playground has really become a tourist destination, honestly. I, I mean, people from the beach who visit downtown bring their kids there. Uh, we have people from neighboring towns uh, who bring their kids to play on Saturdays. And so it's it's been a boon to downtown. Sherwood Park has been a boon to that neighborhood. It's constantly, I mean, you can go out there when it's raining and there's people on the playground. Uh, so they've proven very popular. Now, on top of those two, we had already, before the hurricane, been planning a park that was suited for people of all abilities at the Recreation Center. Those discussions went back to the middle of the past decade, and um, we had a committee, uh, we had a group, Conway Cares, that was working with our Recreation Center, having meetings on uh, what would eventually become Ladybug Park at the Recreation Center. So Ladybug Park was already in progress. It wasn't, um, it's in an area that if the Recreation Center ever floods, we've got way bigger problems than our playgrounds. So it's on fairly high ground. But so the flooding wasn't so much a concern there, but it was, you know, since we had already been wanting to go with a nicer playground that is accessible to more people at Ladybug Park, we figured why not do that, uh, especially at Riverfront Park. So. Um, we kind of went from talking about one accessible playground at Ladybug Park to talking about two with Riverfront and um, Ladybug Park. So we went from having no accessible playgrounds five years ago to now having two in the city. Mm -hmm. So we kind of made the best of what we were facing in each situation. So we have we've talked about the flood flooding aspect of it and funding from FEMA and elsewhere. Um, a key item, as you mentioned, with the riverfront stuff needing to look like it would belong is the steamboat theme that went in right. there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we um, and I will admit on riverfront playground we ended up with something beyond our wildest dreams. Uh, we left it, uh, you know, we're not, we don't have a playground designer on staff. So the companies that bid on selling playgrounds have playground designers on staff. So we just told them we wanted something true and authentic to Conway. And the, the way we worded it in the request for proposals is that we wanted it to have an inland marine theme. And the reason we said inland is because the history of Conway includes steamboats 
and river travel that does not include pirate ships and that sort of thing. That if we had just said water themed, we probably would have ended up with a bunch of pirate ships. And actually, a pirate ship is what was there before. Mm-hmm. So um, we, a company named Bliss Products, uh, got the winning bid, and it was we had very very cool uh, proposals. We had, I believe, we looked at eight proposals. And all of them really would have been very cool playgrounds. But uh, I think when we had a committee of several staff members that reviewed the proposals when we opened them, and we knew when we saw that that we couldn't have even dreamed that somebody would make the whole playground, a whole playground structure into a steamboat. And um, they had actually, a couple weeks before the bids were due, uh, one of their salesmen said, can you send me a picture of that steamboat mural you have downtown? And uh, so we basically have a uh, our playground is based off the historic mural that sits across from City Hall. So mm-hmm. when we opened those proposals, we had, we pretty much knew that was the one. And after we scored them, it came out obviously that that was the top scoring bid, and uh, that's what we went with. But they're just it was an inspired design, and um, we still we get oohs and ahs still. People come to the playground and realize what it is. So in, in terms of that reception by the community, probably one of the most interesting questions here is with all this new capacity for accessible playgrounds, how, how has all of that been received? Very well. We, like I, you know, I mentioned before that we um, get a lot of people from neighboring towns. We, you know, if you go to Riverfront Playground, you'll see people there from, I mean, you half the people there may be from outside Conway. And uh, especially if you get a fair weather Saturday, it's, you can find 40 people in that playground. So I think that we didn't really do a big marketing push on it, on the accessibility part. I mean, there were, we obviously, the development of Ladybug Park was a, you know, big news story as it happened. And we kind of got the marketing that way. But through word of mouth and just people knowing that something uh, is here that's available, we do have a lot of use. Uh, by kids who would not have been able to use the previous playgrounds that we had in the city. If I remember correctly, some of the openings kind of coincided with the anniversary of Hurricane Florence, didn't they? Right. We um, we have a fall festival usually on the first uh, Saturday in October, and just by coincidence that happened to be the week that uh, coincided with the anniversary of, uh, not of Hurricane Florence, but of actually of Hurricane, or of the floodwaters going back into their banks at the end of the flood. So we kind of, we got to July and August of 2019, and we realized, you know, if we hurry, we knew we weren't going to get Riverfront Park done uh, within a year, but we realized we might be able to get Sherwood Park done. So we had a basically a day. We turned our fall festival into a celebration that Conway's back. Uh, we had the ribbon cutting of Sherwood Park, which was very heavily attended. Uh, we made it our Arbor Day and planted a tree uh, at the park to kind of symbolize new life being breathed back into the area. And because not just Sherwood Park was destroyed, there were houses all around them uh, were ruined in that flood. So it kind of the centerpiece of that neighborhood was back uh, one year later and we put a lot of pressure on the builder of the um, 
playground to get it done. They were out there at night and uh, all sorts of times getting it done, but they uh, basically handed the keys to us one week ahead of the festival for us to get it ready. And uh, we basically had a huge celebration that day centered around that playground that uh, life was returning to normal in Conway. So I could ask you for parks and playgrounds and recreation in Conway. Oh, how, how are things looking now? What What's coming next? Um, we've had discussions about, you know, Riverfront Park is a big, it's a central area. Ladybug Park is... Uh, connected to the rec center. That's a central area. Sherwood Park is used by a lot of people from different areas, but it's at its core a neighborhood park. So I think neighborhood parks are going to be our future. You know, our council decides every March what they're going to fund in the budget, so I can't speak ahead of them. We'll uh, find out in future budgets uh, where we go, and that is a matter of policy that's up to them, but I think if you come back to Conway in 10 years, you'll see even more opportunities for play in the city. For everyone with the Achievement Awards, I always put this question to them. What would you say that other cities and towns around South Carolina can learn from what Conway achieved in this project, in these projects? Well, one thing I'm not going to do, I always, when cities talk about stuff, they have a tendency to not point out that it all got started because they came into a tremendous amount of money. So, and that always kind of drives <laughs> me crazy when, you know, talk about the budget. So we did come into money with FEMA. Like I said, we got the Riverfront Playground was considered only about a $29,000 loss, but we had additional funding from FEMA uh, to build the park, and it ended up being a $300,000 project. So uh, if you're a town that's not sitting on $300,000, Just with what you can do, the biggest piece of advice is be authentic. That's what we tried to do with each of the playgrounds. I think I forgot to mention this. Sherwood Park sits along a railroad track, and the the theme there is a train, and the train Mm -hmm. happens to be aligned to the railroad track that's next to it. So, um, you know, if you have the opportunity, you know, if you're going to put in a playground, if you have the opportunity to buy one, out of a catalog or to have any company that has those catalogs can also design them. You know, put the extra effort into it and maybe a little bit of extra funding uh, to get something that's authentic to your town. Uh, you know, whatever. every town has something, whether you're a railroad town, a river town, a beach town, whatever. Um, mm-hmm. Stay authentic. That's what we try to do. Well, that is that is all I had for you. Any any final thoughts as we as we wrap up? No, I just I, we were very honored by the achievement award. It, uh, you know, we do this every day, and cities don't get uh, a lot of praise for some of the things we do. We'll we'll get every complaint, but we don't get a whole lot of phone calls to say, "Hey, y'all are doing a great job." <laughs> so uh, it's always nice to be recognized. We, you know, we're trying our best to. Uh, Give our citizens the best quality of life in Conway, and I think yep. uh, I think this is our dedication to play uh, has uh, shown that. Absolutely, absolutely. For our listeners, I can say if you want to learn more about this project or any of the achievement awards uh, for the twenty twenty one 
cycle. You can find all of those on the Municipal Association's website, uh, www.masc.se, when you search for the keyword Achievement Awards. And with that, John, thank you. Thank you so much for taking the time to talk to us today about all of this. Thank you. It was a pleasure. The City Quick Connect podcast is one of several ways the Municipal Association keeps you informed of the opportunities and issues impacting South Carolina cities and towns. Learn more at www.masc.sc and stay up to date with the Association's latest happenings on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram.